I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio. I'm joined by Francis. Hey! Love this shirt. Oh, yes, this old thing. The good Francis shirt. Yeah. Have, have I seen that one? I think once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore Adidas and lived life slow. <laughs> once upon a time, not long ago. Yeah. You like Slick Rick? Well, there have been so many versions of that song. Like mm-hmm. I, I was doing the one from um, Blas, Black Star, you know, most deaf, Tyler oh, yeah. Pulley. Which is definitely an homage to yeah. that. And laws was served and justice stood and people was behaving like, like hip hop was good. Did. Yeah. He lived a little boy who was misled by Shady O Dog, and this is what he said. Yeah. He goes, uh the the slick rick version. This is called uh what the fuck is the name of the song, Chris? It's called Ch- Bedtime Story or something. Yeah. There was a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. And he goes, Me and you tonight we're gonna make some cash. Robbing old folks and making the dead. Yeah. Dude, this is my in my opinion, Slick Rick debatably one of the great rappers of all time because of the way he was just was so smooth and he's like he'd say something crazy but in like this very like ha 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 playful very I had to playful. find that funny but i said no child i work hard for the money is that so was he in <laughs> wu-tang no no oh. no he was just like a 80 like kind of like late 80s i guess early 90s and then he Went to jail for like a really long time. Uh oh. And like in the prime of his career. Yeah. And then he came out and put out like another classic album. Damn, bro. Um, and he was really fucking good. So good I recommend him. getting into some Slick Rick if you haven't, if you like some old school stuff. Sweet. It's like Sweet. really old school. It's funny. I'll see like rap blogs that are like, do you like old school? And it'll be like Eminem in the picture. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, there's like the inception of old school now. Well, I was thinking about this when I was a kid. I used to listen to oldies, and that was like, my boyfriend's got a car, and he's giving me a ride. Hey oh, now. my parents are <laughs> going to be mad if I don't go to the library. Right, right. You know? And now, old school, are our kids going to be starting out with like, I killed my wife and I chopped her arms off. Took oh, her right. off in the bab and the and the Right, right, Eminem right. angry era Marshall Mathers LP, and will we be like, oh, he's getting into music? <laughs> well, but dude, in this, the, the only thing is that in that same era, there was like equally bubbly music that existed. Like, do you remember? Are you Jimmy Ray? Who wants to know? Who okay, wa- <laughs> but I think the pop equivalent to the you know drag racing built my new car uh, songs of our parents era will be britney spears yeah yeah i'm a slave for you right or even the oh babe babe yeah exactly (laughs) free britney dude this situation free britney i i haven't kept too much of a of of an ear to it what's what is going on where are we and the whole world is now behind britney spears and it seems as if her father is public enemy number one yeah, I, again, I don't I don't want to I I want to not take away from the situation by my lack of knowledge. As you know, Francis, I'm sure her father has some kind of conservatorship over her estate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her life apparently were like 
she's just a child. She's like legally a child forever or something. I it's unclear, but like she has no control over her life essentially. Damn, um, that's nuts. Yeah, so well, it sucks. I think it's also a chickens coming home to roost situation for all of these people who, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Did I do what my doorman does? No, I don't know. I I don't know that phrase. I'm when sure you, it's real. The chickens have come home to roost. Yeah, it means um, the tables have turned. Now you're being shown for. So the roosters uh, are in charge it's, traditionally. It, 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 like it, it's like it's coming back to bite you in the ass. So got it, got it. You know, I think a lot of people who now are let's say woke and decry people for past statements or jokes or anything you know especially as it regards to mental health uh, many of those people were on the bandwagon of shitting on britney when she shaved her head and had her kind of right meltdown and there was this definite heightened voyeurism of you know watching a titan fall um and everyone seemed to think it was funny and very well said i think that um <laughs> now we realize that she was she was sick probably and right. that there was some there was some real darkness and other factors at play and or just like being being made sick yes you know right. like like totally dude totally. and so i think that a lot of people who have taken up the the mantle of uh you know of outing people are now being outed for having made fun of her whatever 10 years ago right um, and it's funny people kind of toss around the mental health thing a lot like it, to the point where I almost feel like it doesn't do it justice. But in this kind of situations, you really have to wonder like what was going on there? Like the Martin Lawrence thing when he had the gun and like yeah. was walking on the side of the highway or whatever the fuck that was. Like, I just remember being like, Oh man, he's fucking lost it. Yeah. You don't think you're like, what happened to him? You know yeah. what I mean? Like we weren't yeah. trained to think that way yet. We just think, Oh look, someone is bats. Someone's being crazy. Oh, like whatever. You know what I mean? He yeah. had, he had it all. Why? How could he, you almost were like, you almost, you just had no compassion. You're like, oh, he's rich and famous. He had it all. Mm -hmm. How could mm -hmm. he, you know, I don't feel bad for that guy. You know, Richie is. It's funny how, <laughs> it's funny how, uh, how these things kind of take on a different hue over time. I, I wonder if social media has helped it. Well, yeah. We have I'm more sure. of an insider. I think there's, there's more awareness of, of mental health now, but. You know, you you talk about DMX, and I remember him. His downfall was that he got addicted to crack, right, and drugs. Yeah, yeah. and crack that was a punchline. Like DMX is smoking crack, right, right. And then, and then he passed away, and every now there was there was a the mourning for a fallen giant. Yeah, I was, I'm, I was impressed by that. And there were all those jokes about there were no jokes about DMX's downfall or smoking crack or any of that stuff. Um and so I don't know. I, I think I think uh, I guess a byproduct of wokeness is sensitivity. Yes. And it is important to remember that there is goodness in that. Yeah. It's a nice thing to remember. People are being a little more thoughtful, maybe. Yeah. That sometimes too thoughtful. Yes. But but you're right. There's something nice about it. Um, yeah. That's good. Dude, so I I don't know what reminded me of this. So yesterday I was talking about this. Um I did some shows. I did a show in Connecticut yesterday. 
Uh, the Stress Factory was very fun. We were driving back and we we're kind of recounting old comedic memories. And I remembered, did you ever do, by the way, did you ever do Broadway Comedy Club? Yeah. I used to do Broadway Comedy Club a little bit back the in the day. downstairs room. Yeah. Um, I and, did the upstairs room too. I actually like the upstairs better probably. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some decent rooms over there. Um, but the the security guard is this guy named Ernie Mack. And he's this sort of big, intimidating guy. And to be honest, the, the Broadway Comedy Club, they get kind of a, a very touristy crowd, a kind of like you're wandering through Times Square and somebody's like, hey, you want to see comedy? In, yeah. They tend to be the crowd there. And for some reason, that kind of crowd can be a little more difficult to like organize maybe. <laughs> and it's also kind of a big room. I think it seats like at least 200 something. Mm -hmm. So this guy, Ernie Mack, is really important. Like when the show starts, he's like, everybody listen up. He kind of like gets you in line. He's kind of an intimidating guy. Dude, one night, he's like, you need a ride home? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He, get, I, he pulls up around in his gigantic like pickup truck that he had completely kind of, quote, tricked out. It was massive. I sit in the front seat. He then proceeds to absolutely blast DMX louder than I've ever listened to music <laughs> in my entire life while smoking a cigar, doing this, and every five seconds looking over at me and going... Uh -huh. just giving a smirk <laughs> and then just i was kind of like smiling back like i was enjoying it but i was just like i've never been more intimidated in my entire uh -huh. life and then he dropped me off and then like occasionally i'd bring it up and i was like dude your truck's crazy he's like you like that right and i was like yes i did <laughs> i liked it very much oh man <laughs> random story but i Mac. i have no noticed that i a lot of the time drive in silence really yeah, and that troubles me a little. <laughs> Why do you do that? That is troubling. I sift, I organize my thoughts. That's, I find that I, I have more, um, more flex, I guess, bandwidth to work through my thoughts if there's no music playing. Do you like it? Yeah. So that's not bad then. All my best. Unless your thoughts are bad. Thoughts and, and, ideas come while i'm moving right whether i'm driving or on a train i've been thinking a lot on my on a city bike that's really good and you, the, do you not listen to music I, sometimes i will yeah but i mean i'm not saying that because i always find that i'm so committed to listening to music that i don't get the benefits of that silence like you do well there are just times where it's peaceful yeah you know and I can, I can kind of the the cabin of the car is a thought dome. Totally, it's some kind of uh, incubator to me. But the problem is that I'll come up with these ideas or or bits or whatever, and then you're driving, so you can't pull up your phone right. to write them down, and then die. you forget them. Do you ever just do it anyway? Well, I wait. I try and hope wait that I light. can wait till I get to a toll or a light or something. Yeah. Um you know um, what I you know this is nuts. What? I was riding a city bike the other day and I was on it was a long journey. And I started rehearsing in my head my proposal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And it was really good. Um I came up with like sort of the stuff that I would almost want to use in a really good romantic movie. 
I love like a it. good rom-com that moved people. That's really good, man. It wasn't corny. But I don't want to write it in my phone because then I don't want to have it just marinate there or or then and then become stale somehow. I don't think that it will. I mean, dude, a, a proposal should not be spontaneous. You think it should be rehearsed? It shouldn't be rehearsed, but it should be thought out. Like you don't just, you know, you're not sitting on the couch one day and be like, this is the time. Do you see yourself someday? Are you going to be more of a, um, are you going to be more of like a long speech guy? Or are you going to more be like, uh, she's facing the other way. You get on a knee, she turns around and then you say one quick thing and then say, will you marry me? I'm really concerned about her style in this one. Oh boy, here I'm, we go. I'm serious. I'm concerned about how she wants we to be proposed to. We have given women too much power, dude. It's just it's it's <laughs> that's that... a joke, everybody. I'm fucking kidding, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, I'm serious though. I'm like, I know that like she wants it to be a certain way or something. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't. But I don't. I'm not that committed to how I want it to be. I'm more committed of wanting her to to make have it be memorable yes but here's the thing dude the proposal can be a very nerve-wracking thing uh from what i've heard a lot of the guys that that the day of they're just a a mess of nerves Mm -hmm. a coil of of nerves and and so we may not women hear this we may not have it in us to to nail it as accurately or as dramatically as you might want. So, okay, how about this, though? I don't necessarily think that the execution is as is necessarily that important. Like, it is, sure, as far as the moving parts are concerned, if there are moving parts or not moving parts, but it's almost more of the, the, the obvious preparation and thought that went into it is more important than the you fumbling your words. If you don't stick the sentence, that's okay. Yes. Well, right? that's, but, 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 okay. Are you going to choreograph? Do you see yourself choreographing something? I don't I don't see Hill Dog being into sort of like the the videographer popping out of a bush scenario. Do you think you'll have anyone around to photograph you on your knee? Maybe not. I can see maybe like a friends being involved scenario. I don't see a public event scenario. Okay, so but hold on. Okay. Are you talking friends? watching you do this or once you've done it she said yes they then swarm you or you go you walk somewhere and you find them and everyone celebrates yeah i haven't thought through it much and i don't want to give any spoilers to her if you know i one day get there but like friends being involved in some capacity either of the ones that you sort of just alluded to could potentially be something nice maybe Mm -hmm. i've seen a good friend of mine one time he had this big party and then he did it at the party in front of all the friends and the party was for something else i thought that that was kind of nice um so i don't really know i haven't thought about it as much as you it sounds like i this bike ride was really the 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 place where all those thoughts started spinning so but it's starting to come to fruition are you is this something you're really thinking about now Julio, what's with the fifth degree? <laughs> lay off me, That's dude. okay. You know, you can... Do, you can. You know what's weird? Plead the fifth. I feel like it's less stressful for me to ask you these questions because yeah. they're more in the abstract. Totally. But then if you turn it back on me, yeah. I feel bombarded. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's good. I think that just answered the question. Yeah, let's never talk about this again. Well, I want to so, breathe right now. So I'll, I'll, I'll help you out here. I want to transition back. <laughs> Francis, close the door. <laughs> I want to transition back into talking about free thought. Um, because I remember one time I was getting an MRI and I came up with like the best ideas I've ever had. And I was like, wow, I need more time without my devices. <laughs> An MRI. Yeah, during an MRI, I came up with like. I came up with like sound. That's all you hear. I wrote like a joke that I used for five years that like I just couldn't find. And if I just sat there without these things more, I'm sure that I could come up with more ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is why I think I've even heard Chris say this: like the shower is where he thinks of stuff. I know Chris listens to a lot of music. I do too. And honestly, the spa, dude. Wet, wet environments are great because you can't Mm -hmm. listen to music. Yeah. So like you're wetness. You're hitting the fucking steam. You're hitting the pool. Like you, there's no phone. You don't have your phone. So it's like a really nice time to kind of think through stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice that you're able to find it more casually. Uh, yes, I guess. Yeah, I think I think I would. Uh, anyone who is feeling a little jumbled upstairs should endeavor to take a car ride at some point soon without music. Just see if you can stand yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's no easy task for for some people. Totally, some people turn on the music to create that buffer between themselves and and their thoughts. I guess totally, bro. Yeah. Well, you know what else is is not an easy task? What's that? Finding something delicious yet nutritious to eat for breakfast. Oh, you know, it is a struggle. <laughs> it is difficult. It is a struggle. At least it was until it we was. stumbled upon <laughs> the magic spoon. The baby. old spoon. The old spoon. <laughs> the magic spoon. We love the magic spoon. Um, what do you uh, got? What tells we love the variety spoon? pack. Um, they have four delicious flavors: cocoa, peanut butter, fruity, and the frosted. They're all delicious in their own way. There's something for everybody. They'll remind you of your childhood. Um, and they really are absolutely fucking delicious. Yeah. So go get yourself some Magic Spoon. If you go to magicspoon.com, use promo code OOPS, you will get $5 off of that variety pack. Uh, you will not regret it. Uh, we think you'll enjoy it. Very nutritious. 14 grams of protein, four net carbs, zero grams of sugar. Uh, grab yourself a couple boxes today. We love the Magic Spoon. Get some today. It's incredible. So, dude... Uh, so ever since the tuxedo thing has come up, people have been talking to me about it and saying some funny shit. Um, and it's looking like I might end up getting hooked up where I'm in the process of. Is that so? It's looking like that's my You happen. dirty dog. My dirty fucking dog. You know, dog. we put out the bat signal. Julio has a need. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's getting it for free. <laughs> we'll see. When Once it arrives, I'm definitely going to, if, you know, assuming that it does, and then it works out. I will sing the praises. Yeah, of, and, uh, you know, in, in, in light of that, any uh, any diamond miners out there <laughs> who happen to feel like they really want to help me out, you know, just maybe I'm on the hunt for a two to three carat monstrosity. <laughs> like, well, you got an extra one of those lying around? Let me know. Dude, that's very funny. All right, so keep going. Uh, so somebody says something funny, and this was such an obvious joke that I don't know how I never noticed this, but like, someone sent me a picture of the Dumb and Dumber scene where they wear those two suits to a wedding, and we're yeah. like, you and Francis need to wear this to a wedding if you ever go. You know, the so problem is, funny. I feel like it's been done. Do you think so? I think people kind of did the Dumb and Dumber tuxes. To weddings? I, I remember kids people doing it to proms. Tuxedo really? rental places, though that scene, that movie was uh, so popular. That's a good. The movie. tuxedo rental places started making orange and blue, you know, sky blue tuxedos. 
That is a good movie. That's funny though. Yeah. It's a very popular Halloween costume. Right? Yeah. So that's exactly. the thing though. A Halloween costume is shitty. Like actually getting a fucking suit like that. Right. Is I mean it just seems it's funny. I'm surprised, and I get it because Francis is so original with his novelty plays, and if and or unexpected mm. that this is beneath him. No. So I'm not fully surprised. No. But um, I'd do it. However. It seems like something theoretically that would be up Francis's you, alley. You need a black tuxedo. No. You need a basic black tuxedo. No. And then once you've got that, if you want to start expanding into sort more to more novelty type things, I have a really nice gray linen tux. Oh wow. It's a summer tux. That's pretty crazy. sick. It's the one I wore for my special. Oh yeah, it's, it's sick. I love that tux. Um. Well, yeah, I have a wedding email. Oh, if we could potentially do what fun if that interests you. Please do. Um, okay, here we go. This is called skipping a family wedding for a friend's wedding. Mm. I have a potentially, or I have a potential wedding-related conflict that I thought might be interesting to discuss. One of my cousins was supposed to get married in September 2020. I had to postpone the wedding because of COVID. Uh, he and his fiance still haven't announced a rescheduled date. For background, I come from a big Irish family that is really, really close. So the cousin getting married is not a distant cousin. But it is a male cousin, which may not seem like a relevant distinction, but my female cousins are like sisters to me, so the distinction feels relevant for purposes of the situation. Okay, so separate from that, last month my best friend told me that she and her soon-to-be fiancé, they are not engaged yet, but planned to, soon to be, uh, planned to be this year, ended up booking a wedding venue for September 2022. Wow, they're, they're, they have a wedding venue and they're not even engaged? <laughs> Putting the old cart before, before the horse there, lady. <laughs> um. Because with COVID, everything is booking up and they don't want to have to wait two years to have a wedding. Uh, this is my absolute best friend and she has already told me that I'm going to be her maid of honor. 100% confirmed. Now, here's the conflict. What happens if my cousin announces that his rescheduled wedding is on the same day of my best friend's wedding in September 2022? Before my friend officially gets engaged or sends a save the date. More generally, is it ever okay to skip a family member's wedding for a friend's wedding? Under what circumstances? And if this nightmare scenario does happen, should I just lie and say I already received a save the date for my best friend's wedding? Oh, man. This is hard. All right. So really quick, um, my sister, they rescheduled their wedding for September, and it's the same weekend as two of our very close friends, our neighbors, um, that we see all the time. So we didn't have a choice. We have to go to my sister's wedding, Mm -hmm. obviously. And they totally understand. So that was an easy one, right? Cousin is hard. What do you think? Again, you know, it sounds like they are close. It sounds like they are slightly less close because of the male versus female thing in the family. She's close to the cousin. Yeah. Um, she, she sounds like she is close to the male cousin still. Um, but she's trying to sort of like use her strongest... Now, fortunately for her, this is still sort of like hypothetical. You know, she could potentially wiggle out of this. There's th- there's a lot of w- things that could need to happen, right, in order for this perfect storm to occur. Mm-hmm. I think if you're the maid of honor in your fucking best friend's wedding and you already commit to it, there's something to lying about or already having received it and committed to it. For the cousin? Yes. And it's your, it's, it's your it's best almost not even, in the world. It's almost not even a lie. I, I don't yeah. even think I would call it a lie. It's not even a lie. You and, know. Yeah. 
I think a lot of this depends too on your family and your extended family. You know, yeah. or is it the type of family I want? I hate to say this, but like an Italian family where, right? You know, you show up at family events, cousins are blood. It's yeah. Will you, you know, in, incur the wrath of the the patriarch and the matriarch if right. you don't right. attend the cousin's wedding? Right. Uh, will you be disinherited? Right. Um. What are the stakes? Totally. Um, and again, you know, it's a cousin still, it's not a brother. It's not a sister. It's a cousin. It's It's still fucking tough. Um, and I love my cousins and there, I have cousins that I'm so close to that this would be terrible. Um, but you got to try to, what you could also do. It's early in the game. You could try to get ahead of this. As Francis would say, you could talk to the cousin and be like, listen, my best friend of my entire life who, you know, because we're so close is having their wedding this weekend and I'm supposed to be made of honor. I'm already starting to panic about it. Can you guys give me a little bit of insight to what you're planning to do? I think that's a... That's solid, right? I think that's a very solid thing um, to say. Yeah. And just just straight up say, I've been asked to be a maid of honor at a wedding that is happening this weekend. It's without a doubt a difficult situation. You're, everybody will understand if you get ahead of it. Yes. I What I can tell you is that when it comes to... Um, having to tell people kind of bad news or that you can't make a thing or to get out of a plan waiting longer and pushing it off is never the right play. Yeah. The faster that you get ahead of it, you absolve yourself of the guilt. You get, you deal with the fallout as quicker and then it's over or you learn sooner that it was no big deal in the first place. And then you don't worry about it all that time. Totally. Like you're not being shitty you're not being a shitty person. You are in a shitty situation. There's diff- There's a difference. If you're planning to be a shitty person, you should wait because you might get lucky and you won't have to show that you're a shitty person. Yeah. If you are just in a shitty situation, you can get ahead of it. Yes. But I hardly, we're not saying either. I mean, you sure you certainly should not tell your cousin. I've been asked to, to be a maid of honor on, the, on a, in a wedding this weekend. And you don't want them to think that you are somehow hoping they'll move their wedding off their preferred date for your sake. Right. Um, so make sure they know that. But, you know, here's another thought, I, I, a slightly different conundrum. You know, have you have you ever been invited to two weddings, you and Hillary, and where you split split up? Just happened. And, 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 you know, just happened kind of each tackled one just happened. Really? I wasn't invited to the one that she's going to, but she was invited to the one that I'm going to. And I, my friend texted me and he's like, what is Hillary spelling or whatever? And I quickly checked with Hillary and I was like, she can't come. So me, I looks like Brent and I are going to be fucking bunking up because I think that his girl can't make it either. Friends could be like, oh, hey, Judah, here, here I am. Are, are you happier that it's me instead of Hill Dog? That's uh, exactly. What do you say we pin the pin the tail on the donkey here? <laughs> He's always got something to say. He's always got some kind of thing. I pin the tail on the donkey. Dude, yeah. that's you fucking nailed that, dude. That was really, <laughs> I know, Brent. really fucking funny. I got to hang out with this Brent. Dude, you just missed him at my B-Day. I he he was there it. early. Um, Chris got to meet him. Dude, that's so funny. Pintail on the donkey. Yeah. I think he's gonna say he said you're gonna love this little town, real humble folk. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, that's interesting, dude. It's it's so funny how the stakes truly are high with weddings. And I will say this: if you're not communicative, you can damage relationships. Yes, you truly can. Mm. Um, and I think you know whatever, because dude, it does come down to it. Like, especially with us, we're like visible. The things we do are like pretty visible. Like people find out when we do things and when they don't get invited. Right. So like it's it's really stressful the idea of inviting everybody and all that shit. I don't know. Mm. Do you ever think about that? Like for your wedding, your 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 lists of people. Have you even started to wrap your head around that? I imagine you guys will have a lot of people at yours. Um I desperately do not want to. Why? Because more people means more expensive. Mm-hmm. That's all that that means. And I am pretty anti-wedding in general. And my Sorry, But you love events, don't you? Um you love weddings, don't you? No. You don't like going to weddings? I can't say that I do. Interesting. I can't say that I do. You dude, I got to be honest, that's a f- shocking to hear. What are the events that you think that I like? Weddings, parties, hanging with your friends, gatherings, I don't know. I, I see, and, and obviously these are all different things. When you have people at your apartment, you seem very comfortable. And okay, happy. yeah, yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, I would love, I would love to have a wedding at my apartment. Right. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Well, you. listen, I've man, you better start it. making more money, pal. I do. <laughs> small, low key. You know, people think they're coming over for dinner, big group, whatever. And next thing you know, oh, <laughs> our friend here just happens to be an ordained. Uh, dude yeah i got a few we got a few in the in the crew universal life church that's it and then and then (laughs) next thing you know people who thought they were coming over for minestrone are now watching and witnessing two of their dear friends get married and there's no fucking flights that they have to book there's no weekend they have to give up there's no outfit they have to buy there's no gift necessarily that they have to give it is to me the greatest gift you can give your friends is by is to remove the uh the the barriers the 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 obligations and the requirements for them to attend your wedding right when i have friends who tell me i have a friend who told me that his wedding is going to be in new york city and i wanted to fucking blow him (laughs) i was like that's the nicest thing you could fucking do you're telling me we can come to we'll come to your ceremony that day and then we'll go to the party that night and then we'll fucking uber back to our apartment dude i know massive unbelievable massive unbelievable and they were like yeah we know that in in this time of covid we just wanted to make sure it was as easy for people to get here as possible it's massive what a gift so dude it's funny it's funny that your friend who's having the wedding in italy and if i'm giving up too much info let me know but i was i was had this thought your buddy's out getting married in italy his apartment is actually big enough to have a wedding it is (laughs) it is but you know i think here's the thing right they were they dreamed of this wedding oh of course i'm not saying it's just ironic that the friend who could actually theoretically have it as an apartment is doing the complete opposite of that yeah (laughs) i know but look and i hope you know not not that he'll ever hear this but if he if he heard what i just said it's not some sort of veiled shot at him for having a a destination wedding there are destination weddings that i can forgive or that i'm excited about rather i knew Um, you guys were pre-pandy you guys were psyched for this that's exactly it and you just have to kind of shed you you, i'm not broken into traveling again yeah yeah 
and all those anxieties I talked about in the last episode of driving the rental car bleary-eyed and swerving around the road and foreign country, all that. I'm sure that once I've done, if we had gone on one European trip or something before this, this wedding would not be as daunting to me. Right, 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 right. Totally. You just got to get your, uh, you got to get back in the gym. Yeah. I got to yeah. dust off the passport and, and remember what it's like to, 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 to not sleep for 38, 40 <laughs> hours or whatever. Is the passport still active? Oh, yeah. It's a freshie. It's crisp. That's good. That's good. Got another five years on there at least. Good to see it. Um, but, boy the wedding stuff i know we talk about weddings, we talk a, about lot. weddings a lot yeah my ideal wedding is um is either here or in a field fun dude the whole tent thing is just you don't love the tent they're so expensive right but i mean you just need them what if it rains i like to bet on myself <laughs> you just gotta have your wedding in a place where it doesn't rain i guess in the middle of the desert and everyone dude, just think dies about, think about how cool a wedding without a tent is so but dude a you wedding roll the dice and then you show up and it's perfect weather and everyone's like this is there's no fucking ceiling on this thing so but this is why but bro you how have cool is that you have the wedding without the tent but then you have the tent for the reception just in case you need to have the wedding yeah, but in the it's, tent. it's all a hedge it's all a hedge right, right, right. tents are a hedge and when we're talking about weddings it's for life there should be no hedging whatsoever Dude, I'm laughing thinking about your wedding, there being no tent, and everyone's like, there's no tent, and then all of a sudden we just see you on a hill wearing a cowboy hat with fucking guns and a holster. Who's that? Gunslinging Francis. We were singing it wouldn't rain today, partner. Yeah, that's right. Ride in on a Nimbus 2000. Maybe it's the Nimbus 3000. The updated model, the Firebolt. So... Yeah, man. Um, I I don't know exactly. How did we get it there? Because there was another thing I wanted to... The wedding thing about the missing your family wedding for a friend's wedding. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. That's right. Gosh. I don't... You said, am I not excited about weddings? Oh, yeah. Um, I just always thought that you loved weddings. I don't. That's so interesting. I don't. Guys, weddings are weddings are like uh, how you described acid to me. I loved acid. It's a it's a it's, an, it's a, a sixteen hour experience that I can't escape from. <laughs> there's no there's no return. I can't. I don't have control over it. Yeah, can't but that, get out of it. Yeah, but I mean, oh, okay, interesting. Can't get off the boat. Interesting, interesting. But there's something liberating about the ride. Sometimes, like you can't do anything else, and that's <sighs> nice. So you don't think about your life. You, know? you can't do anything else. Do you know how many other Enjoy things I'd rather ride, be doing? Bro. Wearing uncomfortable shoes and an all-black tuxedo in the height of summer? I know. Dude, it's funny. It, you had made me so excited about weddings how did, on in a way that happen? I haven't been. How did this happen? I don't know. I like. Am I imagining this, people listening? Like, Francis has painted this, like, glorious p- p- like picture of weddings, I, I think, at least. I'm not sure how we got there. Maybe, Chris, the, what do you think? Maybe I'm lying to myself. Maybe I like weddings more than I think I maybe. do. I think that you like weddings. You just hate the whole hubbub getting there and getting home. You hate all that stuff. The rigmarole. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big rigmarole yeah, guy. Like that, that's why you love yeah. the wedding in New York City. <laughs> that's it. You don't have to go anywhere. I like a wedding in New York City. I like a wedding that's a train ride away. Throw me a Connecticut wedding any day of the week. I'm right, there. Right. Um, you know. Uh, Do you just hate flying now? 
I don't love it. Yeah. I don't have a fear of it. I just think it's come. It's just so it's so much work. Mm-hmm. Packing, mm-hmm. checking in, renting, Le- leaving your life, itineraries, toilet kits, forgetting creams, yeah. not being able to find a decent sunscreen in a gift shop because we're in Italy. They don't <laughs> sell sunscreen to people like me. <laughs> they definitely do, but okay. Well, they, you know, it's going to be some bullshit weird thing. It'll be. It might be better than the America one you has use in better America. sunscreen than any other country. That's the, that's a fact. I don't agree with we that. We have better access to sunscreen, better variety of sunscreen than any other fucking country. Bro, you're French. What about the fucking like the Biafine stuff? They have the best sun. They have the best sunburn recovery cream that exists. That you French can't buy pharmacies in America. are bullshit. They don't have a. They don't have a CVS that what? has a full blown wall here, of sunscreen. Yeah, that's true, but like you get it, you can get everything there too, and a lot of the time they have better stuff. But you don't know what you're even looking at. You can't read the ingredients. You don't but know. You what's ask the in pharmacist. There. You speak French too, so you can literally be like, "What's similar to this?" And they know what you're talking I'm about. I'm not sure that I I speak polysulfurate B12 coloring <laughs> French. I don't know if I could ask for the ingredients of a sunscreen bottle in French. <laughs> That's pretty elevated. That's pretty scientific. Well, you upsold your French and you upsold your love of weddings. I could pal. pack a picnic in French. I don't know if I could, you know, get my skincare regimen down. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. I was talking to somebody who was dating like a Brazilian person and she started to say that like it was so the language barrier was so hard yeah. because even though he spoke enough English, like to get into like the nuances of the conversations you get in with your partner, you really have to speak the language super fucking well. Do you think that couples who don't speak the same language are at a disadvantage? Maybe or maybe not. I don't know. I just don't know. Maybe like they experience it slower. And I have to imagine that as you're married to somebody or you're dating somebody seriously, like you're going to get to a point where you guys speak each other's languages super fucking well, mm-hmm. probably, mm-hmm. or at least one of you speaks the other's language super fucking well. It's a fascinating thing. I mean, I look at my relationship now, and if there, if my girlfriend were learning English, we would be toast. Right, right. There have been so many things that have been conveyed that required a complete grasp Right. of communication skills totally um that were you know that were hard that were hard to 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 convey and kind of explain yeah i'll tell you what though you speak in a manner that would be easier for a non-native english speaker you pronounce your words very well and pretty slowly not in a bad way i'm just saying like mm. you speak very clearly which i actually think would help you with your non-English speaking girlfriend. Fine, but but if my if my <laughs> girlfriend, you know, my German girlfriend, well, let's not say most Germans speak pretty good English. I, let's say my Russian girlfriend. Okay. Right? Even if I were speaking slow, first of all, I would feel the need to speak even slower for her sake. 
mm-hmm. which would make me angry. Does she? Can she read the Western alphabet? She can, but only because <laughs> she knows the song. Okay, so she knows it from reading song lyrics. Yeah, so she she reads a book with her finger. What? Braille? Harry went to Diagon Alley in order to purchase oh, a oh, wand. Oh, I thought you meant she was like doing Braille. Or no, something. no, no. Okay, I get it. She, she's slow. She's Come on. Slow. Harry has to. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. You'd think that she'd be. The, Rush, the Cyrillic alphabet's like more complicated. You'd think that. But, but, dude, okay. Did I tell you this? I was trying to learn Russian, the Russian alphabet. Were you? Because, yeah, I was doing Babbel for the for like two months leading up to my Uzbekistan trip that never happened. Is Babbel one of those Rosetta Stone type yeah. things? Okay. And it, honestly, it was pretty helpful. And they say to you, it's really fucking helpful to learn the Cyrillic alphabet. And I didn't understand that. I'm like, why? I don't speak the language. Why would it be helpful to know the alphabet? But dude, it is actually insanely helpful. Why? Because a lot of the time, the word will be the same fucking thing, but it just looks insane. Like the word assistant in Russian is assistant. but it's just spelled insane it's like a c c backwards n t backwards n and Mm -hmm. you're like what the fuck is that but once you know what the letters are you need to use fewer letters because there are so many letters so it's actually easier Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. so i found that interesting to my only point being your girlfriend would potentially be able to pick up the english alphabet easier because there's fewer letters but maybe it'll be harder for her because things are spelled could be so. I, I foresee us, me and my young Svetlana, um, <laughs> you know, having an argument where she keeps reverting to Russian. And I'm like, you know, I don't speak that. <laughs> and then she's like furious and starts doing lots of hand gestures. She's very demonstrative. And then she storms off. Um, and we have these kinds of fights all the time. And it just gets more and more frustrating because we cannot communicate and then she has to run to like Google Translate every time she wants to tell me that oh, we've God. run out of That's t- hard, paper man. towels. I'm really sorry you're going through that. I know. Well, I mean, look, we knew, I think, all along that part of this was based on like her need for a green card. And there was a little bit of like, <laughs> I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back. But then ultimately we started seeing goodness in each other, mm-hmm. right? And so we wanted to, we, we probably... So isn't that nice? We, 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 we took it farther than it should have been taken, though. But do you sit affectionately in silence knowing that there isn't much that needs to be said and there's just knowledge that you care and love for each other even though you didn't set into this with that expectation? We do it begrudgingly. We don't have a choice. We sit in silence because we have no, we have no ability to communicate that well. We've okay. learned so now that trying to talk to each other is harder than actually just sitting in silence and looking at her phones. Does she ever roll her eyes at you passive aggressively in a very Russian manner? That's that's sort of a cultural thing, by the way. You shouldn't take that too offensively. They tend to do that more over there. I wish she had told me that up front. (laughs) You know? It's like at this point we've moved in together. By the way, I don't even like borscht, and that's what she reverts to. I don't love dill. They use a lot of dill. They do? Yeah. They do. They do. Svet loves the dill. But you got to make get her to make these little dumplings for you. I forget what the fuck they're called. They're like pierogies, but they're Russian. Have you been to Russia? No, but I I was like in love with this Russian girl who moved to my town. And like I I've told the story briefly, but I was just like too much of a boy to like fucking sweep her off her feet. And I got friend zoned, Mm. but we were like best friends and we used to hang out all the time. And she her mom was like super fucking Russian. And she used to like teach me little Russian things here and there. That's cool. I mean, it's impressive that you even were able to get yourself to the friend zone. I think that cracking 
Russian decent English at that point. Women is 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 really hard. Dude, There's, how scary is that she moved to America as a teenager because her mom was marrying a guy and she just moved here and by that, herself with her mom and like didn't speak English. Oh man. And wow. just had to figure it out. There's a great book. Um it's called Horrible Horrible Country. It's a, a book I read. I think it's a novel. Um, about a guy, an American guy who moves to Russia and sort of studies over there. Um, and it's it's modern Russia. And it explains sort of the social scene, what it's like to go to bars, you know, who has power, members of the KGB, all that. And it's really fascinating. Really? I'm sure. But it seems like an impossible country to live in as an expat. It's. I, I think it's very challenging. And dude, to be honest, I from... Uh, a couple friends that I've had o- that are over there and who I talked to when I was living there, it can be very difficult when you're just from there too. Yeah. If, if you don't have status. Right, right. And he was even saying like this guy that I know, very nice guy. He like works in academia and he was help working with my dad and all this stuff. And he was saying that like, if you're not like, if you don't have like a certain status in society, it's like really, really, really hard to date. Yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very transactional. Yes. And like almost like the, what are the, what are your numbers? Right. Can I date you or not? Yes or no type of thing. I right. don't, you know, this is just what he said to me, but that's no, no, that's, that's that what too. the book says too. Um, Crazy. It's a really good book. I think it's called horrible country. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, one thing though, you know, that you can always do to try to, to try to warm anyone up mm. is, is have a cup of coffee with them. You sure could. Yeah, and they got that in Russia. They drink coffee. You absolutely could. They do, but I don't know if they're drinking Brooklyn Roasting, which is, of course, <laughs> the most delicious coffee that we've ever had. It's so fucking good. I, I'm working my way through this um, Hui Hui Teka, or I don't even know how to pronounce it. This this tin they sent me, that's, uh, oh my God, it's so good. I think it's Somalian coffee. Oh, yeah? Um, and I've just been drinking it I made myself a, a nice big jug of cold brew using it. Really? Yeah. So I ground up about uh, five double espresso shots worth, and then I put it in my cold brew maker, and then let it sit with filtered water over two nights. And this is Francis porn. Our listeners yeah, love this. Let me keep tell you going, something. Keep going. First of all, it is so smooth. It is complex cold brew, not basic bitch cold brew that you'd buy at the store yeah not bro. the type, type of cold brew where you gotta like add water or milk to it this is the real deal it is caffeinated fire so you can have a nice little cup over a lot of ice goes a long way and you will have your alertness all you need Unbelievable. Um, it is it is really good yeah that's really dope so we have some news guys and i i'm assuming that this has already been rectified but the Coffee peanut butter should be active again. That's it. Yeah, um, we've been getting a lot of messages about that because I was taunting all of you by dipping my spoon <laughs> into the jar. Too. Yeah, Francis literally responded to my story. Fuck you. Yeah, because <laughs> they sent us another jar, but that was like the last one they had on in their warehouse. And Julio, of course, got it because I got the first one. <laughs> and so he's you know just putting up this coffee peanut butter porn, and I'm furious. It's honestly, I recommend not even attempting to mix it with anything else, just eating it out of yeah, the jar. Mainline that. It's the best way. Mainline that mainline shit. That shit but, but, but look, for coffee lovers, get the coffee too. Uh, BQE espresso, the, um, the Iris espresso. I've already mentioned those two, but try some of their other blends too. Um, because if you like to French press your coffee 
or you have a coffee machine. Um, everything works. It's all absolutely de- delicious. We love Brooklyn roasting. So oh, fucking good. We love it. Such an important part of my day. So go to brooklynroasting.com. Use promo code OOPSBEANS and you will get 5% off of your first, well, of your order. And by the way, they have a coffee of the month club that you should absolutely subscribe to if you really want to try lots of the varieties because they have a rotating kind of roastery of bean selections and all of this and they can kind of help guide you towards the best stuff. Brooklynroasting.com, promo code OOPSBEANS, 5% off your first order. Don't delay. Love it. Love it. Um, dude, I had a kind of, I feel like I, I don't know if this is a Julio thing, but like I, <laughs> I had like, I just witnessed a very funny encounter at customer service, like two other people having. Mm. Um, I went to B&H to return stuff and the used department is a little bit of a different story than just the straight up return. So if you buy something used, you can just return it. It's fine. It's a little, you have to answer a few more questions correctly, but then you're fine. Um, but there was some guy trying to sell a lens in front of me. So he's talking to this, there's this Hasidic guy behind the counter and, uh, this guy's like, I got this lens. He's like, he's upselling. He's like, you know, I bought it and like I barely used it. And the Hasidic guy's like, I'll give you 400. And the guy goes, that's it. That's all you can do. He's like, that's all we can do. He goes, we have no models. He's like, I'm sorry. There's nothing. And the guy goes, are you serious? He goes, I don't have to sell it. And the guy's kind of turning around to like do some stuff. He's going to come back. He goes, I don't have to sell it. And the guy stops in his tracks and turn around. He goes, did I say you have to sell it? Wow. <laughs> I love I like, that. That is some solid bargaining yeah, occurring. Yeah. Dude, it's amazing how these guys who do that, like, like anybody who's in a situation where you are kind of like, I guess bargaining is the word, right? Uh-huh, yeah. it, the fact that it doesn't stress them out. Like yeah. if I was in a situation where I was trying to sell my shit and I was like, uh, can I, uh, can I get this? And they offered me something. I would just immediately say yes and take it. And that would be it. I think it's an acquired skill. It has to be. Right? I think these guys, this is what they you do. Learn day it on the job. Out. You know, anyone trying to come in and sell a used thing mm-hmm. always thinks that what they have is worth more than it what they're going to get for it totally and it's not profitable for a store to buy a used good for too much right too much i guess it makes it easier if you work for the store because the store is like but if it's your store again i guess you're just like you if you chose to have that store you Mm -hmm. must be good at that Mm -hmm. hopefully yeah (laughs) yeah and and then the other thing is too that the reason you go to a store to sell your used thing and try to get cash or whatever for it is because you don't want to deal with the hassle of taking pictures of it, building right. up an eBay profile, getting some kind of, you know, reviews that say you are the real deal and then hope, you know, dealing with all the bidders which, you know, would probably get you more money, but you want to get rid of it today. Right. And for that convenience, you're going to get less money. Money. Period. Yeah. It's fine. I once heard this from somebody, and I think it's a valuable tool. I don't know that I've ever been able to effectively implement it. But he said to me, if you want to negotiate properly, you have to be sincerely willing to walk away. And that will be the most powerful thing you'll ever have. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty solid. <sighs> Did I ever? You see that painting right there? Yes, I did. Okay. So I bought that in Marrakesh in Morocco. Mm-hmm. And oh man, I almost feel bad about the process by which I acquired this thing. So 
Christian my, to snap a shot of that, throw in the... Yeah. My sister and I had, uh, we went to Morocco together, uh, just on a vacation for, I don't know, seven or eight days, toured around the country. She had really wanted to go. This was when I was young. I was probably 20, 22 or 23. Sick. I didn't have much money, but she did. She was making really good money. She was working in banking. And she basically was like, I'll pay for your flights. But because she, she didn't want to go alone. She wanted a, a male companion. Um, and I think that's a good idea. Like when you're traveling as a young woman in, in a Morocco's fine, but whatever. Yeah. So I went with her and we went to Marrakesh at the end of our trip. We started in Fez and we went, you know, all over the country, drove through the desert and camped with camels and all that stuff. It was really cool. Dope, man. Um, and we went to Marrakesh at the end. Now it was not long after there had been a big terrorist attack in Marrakesh. Oh, shit. In the middle of the city in their famous covered market. Or like the, the square or whatever. It might have been like two years after, three years okay. after. But that had absolutely decimated their tourist industry. Right, yeah. Nobody was coming. Right. A high-profile terrorist attack in a country spells the end of tourism for a long for a time. While. Totally. For a long time in that place. So, of course... Everywhere was just so happy to see us. Um, even the Riyadh that we stayed in, which these Riyads are unbelievable. They're like these hidden oases. You're walking down this tiny street, and all of a sudden there's a nondescript door on your left. You open it up. It's a bustling street. You're, you're on, and then so you open sick. the door, and you walk down a dark hallway, and then you open up into this silent, peaceful courtyard that has a tree in the center and a pool around it. Oh, yeah. And then it's open to the ceiling, to so the wait, sky. Is that, is that like a stylistic term or is that the name of the company? No, it's a, it, it's the name. It's like it's like their word, I think, almost for like a bed and breakfast. Okay. I do. I've stayed in a place like that. They're yeah. incredible. And then the rooms are spiraling up yeah. on different floors it's and it's open balconies and the, they cook everything in house. And so sick. The, the accommodations are unbelievable and it's not that expensive. Here's an example. The Riyadh we stayed in in Marrakesh was so excited to see us. They, like many places, assumed we were either husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. So they had us in one room with one bed. And I made a note to the guy. You know, I was like, hey, just so you know, like we're brother and sister, if we could, any, any chance we could get a cot. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he gave us another room for oh free. Oh my God. I was thinking that's where this was going. That's incredible. Yeah. So we had our own rooms. I mean, it's super nice. Incredible. And, um, and so we, why am I telling this story? The oh, the painting. <laughs> yeah. So we go to the covered market and I see this painting and I'm like, okay, that's pretty, pretty darn cool. I like that. Um, and the guy, you know, he had, who was selling paintings in his little stall, uh, they're all local artists and it's like you, you barter for everything. You negotiate for everything. And it had a price on it, and I was like, I offered, you know, a quarter of that or 30%. He was like, no. And I was like, okay, no problem. The guy counter offers, and I stick to my price. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I can't do that. He's like, you're, you're killing me here. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right, no problem. You know, I don't want it that bad. Thank you, whatever. We start to walk away. We legitimately walked away. Mm -hmm. He follows us. He leaves his whole stand and just follows us but doesn't like catch up to us 
He's just following us from like 20 feet away. <laughs> Slowly walking. And it kind of looked like he was very torn. Yeah. And we had a tour guide with us. And he's sort of, he sort of eventually catches up, starts talking to the tour guide. And they're speaking in Arabic. And because I speak French and they knew that. So they wouldn't talk in French, French in front of me. <laughs> Because I had been bargaining with him in French, Got it. and um, and so the the tour guide's like, yeah, I, he doesn't want it. You know, he's kind of on my side. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't want it unless you give him for, for that price. And the tour, and then the guy like, fine, he's like, fine, fine, puts his hands up, walks away. We like keep walking. We go another twenty minutes. Finally, <laughs> out of nowhere, the guy appears. And he's holding the painting. <laughs> and he's like here give it to me for that amount wow and dude, the tour guide told me that i got it for the amount that he paid for it <laughs> oh my god like he didn't make a profit right damn did you like feel bad about that i kind of did man <laughs> You're like, I but but you know what bucks. you know what either i got it for the amount he paid for it or i got it for like maybe five percent more mm -hmm. but this guy had been hadn't sold anything in you know in a while months yeah. And um, the tour guide told me flat out, he was like, he wouldn't have sold it to you at a loss. So don't feel bad. Okay, that's nice. Um, and the joy of having won one as a byproduct of a country injured by a terrorist attack did not make me feel like some savvy you know merchants right, 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 right. winning whatever like i sad. had like i had out marketed this guy yeah. i felt bad yeah yeah well so sometimes you're a good guy at least yeah i don't know so there <laughs> it stands as a reminder of my ruthlessness <laughs> my beloved painting of the market in in marrakesh awesome yeah let's get out of here yeah awesome that soups the podcast um, take us out well dude love that uh i guess in the spirit of that travel story, make sure you check out some of my uh, travel series. Videos are up on YouTube and Instagram. It's unclear you know, how extensively I'm going to post them both on both platforms, but I'm sure I'll post a shit ton about it and you'll know. So check that out. Um, check us out at Oops the Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, email oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Send us all your stories. I'm at Nat Julio. He's at Francis C.C. Ellis. Make sure you get involved in his Patreon if you have not already. Um, Patreon.com, Francis Ellis, right? that's it um and that's all thank you guys